Hi, and welcome to episode 76 of No Crying in Baseball, the Potty Mouth Tries to Keep It PG-13 episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there, so much faith. I'm going to try really hard because we're going to have something special at the end of the show. Patty will tell you about that in a moment. But we have had a week. We're watching baseball again, which we were not doing in person at this time last week. So I feel better in one sense. My teams have not been quite sparkling yet, shall we say, but it's early and it's still early enough that we can say it's early. And I (laughs) I mean it. (laughs) And really mean it. Really mean it. But um, I started this on opening day. I broke up a no hitter, right? Oh, she totally did. I pointed to my phone to the words perfect game. And I thought just pointing to it and being silent was going to be enough of a hint. And then she spoke the words. Yeah. And so it was a perfect game that I broke up. It was up. a perfect I don't game. Even, I didn't even check back to see if there though no, there was a hit because that broke that, up. That, that would be that, the thing that broke up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can have a no hitter without it being perfect, but oh, not the other way hard. around. It's so hard. But on the bright side, I got free beer because there were it was so packed at ap- opening day at the Nats that we decided to go. Where? What else would you do when you're waiting for the Metro, right? You go to the local brewery. And we went in there and it turned out a former student of mine now works there. So we got a round of beer to celebrate opening day like we hadn't had one already yeah so my advice to you is if you have a chance to stick with potty mouth stick with potty mouth good things happen but you already know that so the only downside for me so far um at the games we've been to is we are in walk-up music hell the quality of walk-up music has gone way down and i thought it was just at the nats game but i did a little research as i was prepping and well you'll like this but i'll hate it not one but two players are using Baby Shark as their walk-up oh, song. You've got to tell including me Including Elvis Andrus, my former boyfriend. I love it. So I'm I not cool it. with that. I think, you know, hey, Nationals, you need some help with your walk-up songs. Come to me. Elvis, I don't know what to tell you, bud. But I don't tell you. But you see, like, the whole stands nope. doing the, like, the no. Baby Shark no. thing? It would be so much fun. Don't make me. be fun. Don't make me. On today's show, we're going to talk to you about some impressive boyfriend feats. We're going to tell you our way too early to actually matter predictions for awards and championships. Um, The reason that Potty Mouth today is going to try to keep it PG-13 and look at me, I'm drinking water today, is because we have a special guest who is 11 years old and she's fantastic. You're going to want to hear this interview that we have with Shalva Lazarus of DC Girls Baseball. She's amazing and a fantastic spokesperson for the sport of baseball. So hang in there for the end of our show to talk to Shalva with us. So I had a couple of like fabulous boyfriend things happen over opening weekend. Already. Already. Well, you know, so Christian Yelich, you know, was MVP last year and a lot of sports journalists have said, well, you know, he's a candidate for regression. He can't possibly maintain that, you know, the, the, his hitting, the, everything he was doing towards the end of the year that got him to the MVP level. Well, there have been four games that the Brewers have played in. Guess how many games he's homered in? I think it's all of them because it is the all. headlines are just all over the place. It, four. He's the first Brewer to home run in the first four games of a season. He's the first returning MVP anywhere to do it. So regression, I don't think so. Kristen Yelich and I are sticking together for this season for sure. So remember how Yandy Diaz was my number two first baseman, but then my number one guy broke his 
What's the bone? Oh, hammy. Hammy bone. That, that was Excellent. a pop quiz. It was a That's pop. Rough. I did not warn you about mm-hmm. that. So I went with Yandy. And guess what Yandy did? He had a line drive home run with only a 17 degree launch angle. 17. Pic- 17. So picture in your mind how tiny that is. That's hitting it straight out of the park, but all the way out of the park. He didn't have the advantage of a big old arc to help it get distance. Imagine how strong you have to be to hit that in a super straight line. So there's been lots of, ooh, that's amazing, that's amazing. But the best thing to come out of it was the headline that said, the Yandy Man can. I love it. So, you know, boyfriend points there. And the last guy I want to tell you about is my catcher, Russell Martin, who catches for the Dodgers. But he made headlines because he pitched. He pitched the ninth inning. For the Dodgers on Saturday, he pitched a scoreless one, two, three inning. Wait, he's the catcher. He is the catcher. So they had a super long game the day before. Dave Roberts, they were they were leading by a bunch, and Dave Roberts says, I, I don't want to burn any more relievers, right? This is exhausting. And he goes, Hey, Russell, can you pitch? And Russell says, Sure, even though he hasn't actually pitched in 20 years or more. Whoa, that's crazy. So he went down to warm up for approximately Three minutes. Got guys out. One, two, three. Ten pitches. Got three guys out. You know, that's better than most of the Red Sox bullpen at this point and starting pitching, but I'm not going to go there. Well, Dave Roberts did call him the most efficient pitcher they've had so far in the young, young season. But one of the reasons that Russell Martin gets boyfriend points is because he said, everyone talks about spin rate. I wonder if I had a good spin rate. I love him. So yay for that. Somebody needs to answer that question. I bet somebody will. <laughs> Let's talk about some predictions. What do we think is going to happen in October? Most of the the podcast so far for this year, we've been talking about our boyfriend picks, the guys that we pick who are a little special across the league. And now we're going to do some prediction picks, what we think is going to happen by the end of this season, talking about for the league champs, the World Series, MVPs, rookie. And here we go. I'm thinking for the American League, I'm going with the Astros. I'm going with your Cleveland. And my Red Sox, I know. So it's Red Sox, comma, I know. And here's my logic that's going to be consistent. So you're good when logic is consistent, right? Like if I'm, I'm across if the board with this. the same yep. reasoning. Here's my reasoning for the Red Sox. They really have a good chance. If I were completely unbiased, would I have picked another team? Maybe. Maybe I would have considered the Yankees. I am going to give them credit for looking very hopeful this year. Maybe I would have gone for through the Rays because there's a lot of talk out there about how they are really going to have another banner year. But I'm sticking with the Red Sox because I think that it's negligent the amount of probability between those teams. And when that amount is that negligent and the Red Sox have Wait, a serious pause, pause, chance. Pause. Yeah. Negligible. Oh, yeah. That one? Okay, <laughs> because one of them implies oh like, like like ill intent, <laughs> yes, right? No. Or or laziness or something. That's not what you mean. Thank you. I, dear it's a tiny difference. I've, I've had a long weekend. Yes. She really yeah, has. No, really. I'm an English teacher. Ne- negligible. Yes. Not negligent. I think I'm negligent in my preparation at this point. But yes, <laughs> negligible. I this is what happens when I don't let her swear. She <laughs> has to take it out of other words. <laughs> so right. Oh, cough, choke. Um. I have to go with the Red Sox because they have a fighting chance. And that way I am more invested as if I need that in rooting for them. So that that's my American League. Oh, I guess I should hit the wild card. I'm going to give it to the Yankees. I was really close to the Rays, but the Yankees are interesting this year. They've made some interesting acquisitions. They have a crazy good bullpen. 
I will admit that they also have a fighting chance. So I'm pretty close to Potty Mouth here. Well, we're very close anyway. It's, yeah, tr- it's yeah. true. And um, I'm going with Astros. I didn't see anybody who didn't go Astros, really. Um, see, here's the thing about the American League. There are there are such differences between the top and, say, the middle and the bottom of the league that I think we're probably pretty safe with the, with the teams we're picking. I'm also going Astros. I'm also going Cleveland. Um, Cleveland did exactly the amount they needed to do to win their division, which wasn't very much as far as, you know, how, how they're staffing up their team. So we'll see what happens later. But I'm going Yankees rather than Red Sox for the – for the conference, because of the pitching, the bullpen that you talked mm-hmm. about, I think they're, they're going to rock the pitching this year. It does hurt to say that. And mm-hmm. so I'm just going to swap those two. I'm going to go Red Sox's wild card. So we've got the same four, just a slightly different order. Um, I, I Because I'm not from Boston, I can. it's easier for me to do that. It's totally understandable. Over to the National League. I want to shake it up. Do I, it. I, I know that a lot of people are still going with L.A., but... I am excited about the potential of the Padres being an oh my God, what happened this year kind of thing. I think that they've put their ducks in a row. Is that it? Yes. Sure. Their ducks are lined up. They're negligent ducks. (laughs) Are all lined up and they're ready to go. So I'm excited to sort of, you know, be a little wild for a moment. Shocking. And and go with the Padres. I'm going to go way more conservative in the middle, though, and go with the Cardinals, especially because I have their pitching. So read back to my first set of logic behind the Red Sox. There's also a lot of good arguments in NL Central, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals because it's in my best interest and it's feasible. Also, on the same line with thinking, check out my consistency. I'm doing this right. I'm going to go with the Nationals because I really think they have a great chance. I'm going to be at so many of those games, and I'm I'm all in, all in. Oh, uh, wild card, Cubs, because why not? Because why not? Okay, so I am going to go with Dodgers because math – Math is my friend here. I I think it would be a big upset if they didn't make it. And again, we're not going heart here. We're going actual predictions. Mm -hmm. Um, Although the fact that I'm going Brewers might be a little bit of heart. See Christian Yelich above. Um, I really like that team. I was so impressed with them last year, and I think they're going to want it back a little bit. Um, So for the National League East, we've talked about that as the most interesting division to watch because so many teams are so closely ranked really so i was kind of flipping coins between the nats and the phillies and i think one of them is going to win one of them is going to be the wild card Ooh, it's going to kill me and i'm going to say i think the phils might win the conference but the nats will get in via be, be the wild card that is what i think okay it, it hurts so much to say that but there you go If that happens, my World Series prediction still holds. And this is definitely completely out of personal interest. This is a possible World Series between the Red Sox and the Nationals. And it would be so good for me personally because I would be able to see some of those games. And I would love that. So I'm going Red Sox-Nats World Series out of just pure prayer. And there is a feasibility factor that's, you know. It works. But who are you picking to win the World Series? Oh, crud. Can I? Oh, I can't say it out loud. <laughs> I can't. 
what she yeah. means is Red Sox. Right, right. Right. Okay. Of course you can say it out loud. I'm going um, for World Series. I'm going Astros. Again, pitching, but also we talked about um, a few episodes ago about how they're really building kind of a community. It's like where all the cool kids want to hang out is on that team right now. And I think that um, that team spirit that, you know, they've got the talent, but they're also work together as a unit. And I think that might be the thing that gets them to the World Series. Um, I think the smart money is on the Dodgers for the National League, but I don't have any money, smart or otherwise. So now I'm going with my heart. I think the Nats are going to come through and get into the World Series. And then heck if I know, heck if I know, I am kind of scared of the Astros. They've been there recently. They know what they're doing, but the Nats are hungry. The Nats are hungry. Uh, uh, I'm going Astros. Whoa. I know. I didn't expect that. I know. I didn't either. Oh, God, my heart is breaking to say this out loud. But again, I'm going numbers. Math is our friend for predictions. And I hope I'm wrong. How about that? My number one I'm so rarely wrong. And yet this time I hope I am. (laughs) My number one hope is no matter what World Series it is on the American League side that the Nationals are in so we get to go to some games. Yes, please. Really. But see, no money above. There's that. There's that. (laughs) More betting. Here's my bets. My, my my bets are for bets for MVP. See, see what I did there? I, I, I do. Yeah, well, I'm trying. Uh, nobody's picking him. There's a lot of trout talk out there. But I think that Mookie started off, even though the Red Sox are having bumps, he's had some amazing plays so far. I'm going to go with Mookie Betts. On the national side, I was debating between Arenado and, and Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. And as I was looking into it, my deciding factor, of course, has nothing to do with the way that either one of them are playing. But I'm just going to say, look up um, hashtag Chuck Nato. That's Chuck N-A-D-O. You'll see something about my baseball boyfriend from last year for from the Rockies, Charlie Blackman, and uh, Nolan Arenado, who is my NL MVP pick. All right. So yeah, most things I've I've seen have picked Mike Trout, who, you know, there's no denying the man is great. And I will say it again. He's kind of a safe, boring choice. And I don't want to be safe and boring. <laughs> I think that Mookie Betts is kind of a predictable choice, not just by, for potty mouth, but for other folks. I mean, he gets a lot of play for that. So I'm going to go, I'm going a little sexy, a little unusual with these. I'm going to go with Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland team, who um, he's kind of like uh, an Anthony Rendon that he's a little bit under the radar, but he's damn good. And he this might be the year that he is super damn good and finally gets noticed. Um, also, along those lines, National League, um, Acuna, Ronald Acuna Jr. last year got Rookie of the Year, and he is a sexy player. He's fast. He makes a lot of noise with his bat. He's fun to watch, and that might get him enough attention to get votes this year. Speaking of rookies, now we're going to talk about rookies for this year. For the American League, I was in a huge toss-up between Eloy Jimenez and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I'm going to go with Vlad, despite the fact that he's going to actually get less playing time because he's not actually up yet. But I really think he's going to make a huge mark when he appears. So that's my pick for American League. For the National League, I'm going to have to go with a boyfriend that I have, the guy that I picked for the Padres, Fernando Tatis Jr., from what I've seen with him being actually called up on time and everything he was doing in spring training. And we saw him over the Winter League. This guy is going to be on fire. I'm going with Eloy Jimenez 
from the White Sox for American League Rookie of the Year. I think the Vlad is a good pick, and I was kind of tossing him around too. So I think we both kind of have the same two mm-hmm. in play. And the thing that's putting Jimenez over the top for me is the fact that he was signed. He has this contract now, and I think that's given him some confidence. So I, it's not that he doesn't have anything to prove, but I think it's my team believes in me now, and I'm going to show them that they're right. So I'm hoping that is the case. For National League, I'm going to go Pete Alonzo of the Mets. He, he is just stunning. And had I been paying attention when I picked my Mets boyfriend, he'd be my Mets boyfriend for dang sure. He is so good and consistent. And he was hitting off the Nats' best players. And I think he's got a little sparkle. I, I, I think there's something there. So I, I'm going with Pete Alonzo for National League Rookie of the Year. That sounds really good. I agree. Uh, So on the other end of that sparkle is the pitching that he was hitting off of. And we're looking at some Cy Young guesses on the American League. I'm going to go with Chris Sale, which sounds really humorous at this point after his first outing where he made it like three innings. But I'm going to just pray and hope that that was a real um, abnormal experience and he's going to he's going to pull it back together. So the, the a lot of predictions that I saw before the beginning of the season were going with sale, and I'm going to stick with that and hope a lot. And National League, so I'm, I'm keeping it close to the heart. I got to go with Scherzer. He didn't get it last year. He was mighty close. He's looking good. I, I think he's going to take it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Potty Mouth here on National League. It's Scherzer. It could have been Scherzer last year. He, it was Scherzer two years in a row before that. He's. It's not just the heart. It's my heart, too, but it's also science and math. And, you know, I believe in the numbers. Scherzer's got it, man. I'm I'm all for, for Mad Max. Um, and I'm going to just irk potty mouth a little with my Uh-oh. American League pick. I'm going Trevor Bauer from Cleveland. I think he was in contention last year until he got hurt. You might not enjoy his Twitter feed. No, not at all. But again, not but it's science, yeah. right? The man is super smart about how he pitches, really scientific about how he figures. He makes adjustments. He's dang good. I'm going with Trevor Bauer as the Cy Young American League winner. He does have some endearing qualities. There's just a lot of weird stuff going on, but that's totally a solid pick. Yeah. I mean, I'm not picking him for a boyfriend. I'm just picking, I'm just predicting he's going to win that award. Let's talk about some teams that we just want to watch because they're going to be fun to keep an eye on no matter how they do in the standings. This is a great idea of yours for picks. And the Reds, I'm excited to see what happens with them with Yasiel Puig there. <laughs> That's it. They've made some good offseason moves. And I think we're just going to see a really different team. And they still have the guys that we loved on the Reds last year, but surrounded by some new interesting players. I think also, I hate to say it, I'm going to say it. The Yankees are doing a lot of new things. They've made a lot of off-season moves. They're in it for for the long haul, and I'm interested to see how this pitching works out where they really don't need their starters to last all that long because they have that solid bullpen. I'm agreeing with the Reds, just um, mainly about Puig. Exactly what Potty Mouth said, ditto on the Reds. I'm also going Padres because – Tadis Jr., for one, what the heck's going to happen with Machado there? They have this amazing farm system. They are growing their players, homegrown, bringing them up, you know, playing the way the Padres play. I think they're going to be a hoot. I don't think they're going to go all that far. Who knows? But it would be really fun if they did. But they're going to be fun to watch while they do it. On the American League side, I'm going Blue Jays, see Vlad Jr. above. Um, And also, I'm kind of fond of them, what with their moves towards 
their their minor leagues so and taking care of their minor league players. So I think that's going to help the guys who play there play better because again it's kind of like that my team believes in me and they're gonna they're gonna take care of me um and also the um, the tampa bay rays because you know my old boyfriend tommy fam is there and he's always a hoot and now yandy diaz is kind of lighting it up and their pitching is still interesting they were the ones who were starting with the openers last year who knows what they've got over their up their collective sleeves this year so i think the rays are going to be fun to watch And we're really happy to welcome to No Crying in Baseball today a special guest, a member of DC Girls Baseball, Shalva. Welcome to our show. Shalva. You know, I and I checked it with you beforehand. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. See, this is the kind of thing we have going on here. Patty usually corrects what I'm uh, what I'm getting wrong. Hey, Shalva, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing pretty good. We are. So Shava plays for DC Force, which is pretty yeah. cool. So um, tell us a little bit about the team and, and your position on it and all of that. So DC Girls Baseball is an organization working to support girls playing baseball. So the team is called DC Force. And as an all-girls baseball team, we're very supportive of each other. And we try to be a very inclusive organization and so there are a few age divisions so there's 18u actually i don't know because there are different divisions for different tournaments but Mm -hmm. there's a really wide age range so it's maybe like girls aging like 9 to 16 i'm gonna estimate sounds great How how long have you been involved well i've been involved for maybe two years now yeah Okay, and sorry, I cut off Patty's other question, which is, could you tell us a little bit about your position? Yeah, so I think you said you played a couple of different positions. Tell us what they are and what's your actual favorite, if you have one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mostly play first base, and I also pitch. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, I also, like, rotate into the outfield. You know the drill. So um, I really like first base because there's a lot of action. And you kind of just, like, while you're also just, like, standing there and catching the ball, you're also, like, you know, warming everybody up and calling, like, plays, and it's great. And you're in on every play. I like that, too. Right. So tell me, what do you love about baseball? Well, one thing I love about baseball is the perfect combination of slow, like, the slow pace and then sudden, like, oh my gosh, I need to do this and I need to do this fast. I need to rely on myself to do everything right. And it's all so fast. And then you get a few seconds to relieve yourself and then it's fast again. It's like, it really challenges your mental self just as much as your physical self. That's fantastic to hear because that is a key reason why I like watching baseball. So to know that you're doing the same thing on the other end is is reassuring for me. How do you? How does the season go? So, how do you spend a typical season with DC Girls Baseball? What's the rhythm like, as far as so, training, tournaments, things like that? Okay, so DC Girls Baseball, we do winter clinics like to keep everybody up. We also do um, strength and conditioning, so that's like a once a week workout at DC Dynasty. And then during the actual season, we practice once a week and. Then we some pl- we schedule like friendlies against local teams, and then we also play in tournaments. So some of the tournaments are going to be like local 
tournaments. Like there's one in Bowie that we do, I think twice a year. And that is actually, that's not all girls. Oh, we so are the what, only girls in the that only tournament. Team. What, who are the other teams involved in that? Um, the other teams are travel teams, which is sometimes difficult because we're not a travel team. We don't, we're not like as serious. Like our job is to try to support girls playing baseball. We're an organization. So a lot of you are playing with other teams at the same time. Is that what I understand? Like school teams and things like that? Yeah. Well, sometimes we like, like scrimmage little league teams. And then once in a while we have like big tournaments, like in the summer, there's an annual tournament, the girls nationals tournament. And it's in Rockford because, you know, like the Rockford Peak is. That sounds fantastic. Have you been to that tournament personally? Yes, I have been twice. It is like the most fun you would have. It's so fun. It's like baseball every day, all day. (laughs) That does sound kind of perfect. Wait, you guys brought back a championship from one of those, didn't you? (laughs) I, I wasn't on the championship team. That was the 13U division and then the 14U division twice in a row. They're like undefeated. They're great. Yeah. Very cool. So do a lot of the um, the kids on your teams also play like for their their high school or their middle school? Yes. Yes. Um, because DC Force isn't, we don't like have a season, we're not in a league. Then traditionally every player plays on like their little league team or their school team. So have you played on teams that are mostly boys as well as your, your DC team? I have, and I'm going to, I'm just going to like give a shout out to um, my coaches and teammates because they, like, I should be grateful because I have, for the most part, I've had very supportive coaches and teammates on COA teams. Fantastic. I am very glad to hear that. Do you yeah. hope to like go on and play in college? That's an interesting question because I don't really know. I mean, it would be like great. I don't know. And I have no idea. I mean, is that sort of like a plan for like some of the some of the girls that you're playing with on on force and on other teams that like they want a like a path forward like college or maybe professional or something, or it's just all about I want to play baseball right now and here's my chance. Well, I'm pretty I'm like sure some of the girls who are more serious about baseball can really see it as a path in the future. Um for me and some of like the more young girls, I don't know, but like I'm, I'm looking forward to a time where it can be more probable that it's like that girls will play on college teams and professionally. I don't think we got your age on, on recording at the beginning of the podcast. Could you say again, how old you are? Um, I'll be 12 in April. Awesome. Well, hopefully like, organizations like a DC Girls Baseball will make it so when you get ready to go to college, it's just a choice you have and it's not like a big deal anymore. It's like, yeah, you right. want to play for college, you play for college. Yeah. Yeah. And same when you get to your high school team as well. I was wondering, do you have a personal highlight, like one of your very favorite times that st- stands out to you from playing baseball? Your highlight real play, your favorite play. Yeah. Um, And one of the, no, actually this was like, I can't remember if it was a tournament or just a scrimmage, and we played in Baltimore. Um, it was actually my first like good hit with the force last year. Um, it wasn't like a great hit or anything, but I felt really good about it. 
Fantastic. So, so on your Wikipedia page later, that's going to be the one they say, this is where it all started. <laughs> I would say where it all started is at home run baseball camp when I hit my first home run, but you know. Oh, pretty cool. Wh- where was that? What baseball camp? Um, home run baseball camp in D.C. And is that run by D.C. girls or is that an overall? That's a different thing. Fantastic. So you guys have a, your new season coming up soon, right? With opening day for D.C. B- girls baseball next weekend. Could you tell us a little bit about that? What's going to happen? Oh, um, I don't know. You're not sure? <laughs> we just saw it, a, an event posted, but they haven't clued you guys in so much. <laughs> Well, you know, we just we just went to we just went to opening day for the Nats, so we were pretty excited about that. <laughs> so we want your opening day to be pretty cool too. I can yeah. help with the opening day question. Oh yeah, right. here we yeah. we get the voice of the parent who does the scheduling. I would imagine. Um, well, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the board for DCGP. Um, so it's our first it's it's next it's Sunday. It's our first Sunday practice okay. in, in McLean, and uh, you know, and we're going to work. <laughs> She's got her priorities straight. Like all, all the coaches, all the girls are going to be there, and we're hopefully going to welcome like new, you know, new recruits, Uh-oh. and it'll be really fun. And it's totally worth waking up at seven a.m. on Sunday morning and driving to McLean. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one thing. You you do a lot of driving when you play travel. You do a lot of driving. I am a sports parent. I feel you. <laughs> it's awesome, and it is absolutely totally worth it. Yeah. So, so coming from you, Shelva, did I say that right this time? Did I finally get it by the end of the interview? Uh, get it. Was that all right? It's va at the end. All Shalva, right. You can do this. Shelva, <laughs> what advice would you give to other young girls in this area who are thinking that baseball might be a fun thing to do? Um, my advice is you go, girl. Yeah. That is some solid advice. I think – I think a lot more girls should play baseball. And also, I think they should get in touch with DC Girls Baseball because I think that as a player myself, I can't speak for everybody, but it, playing with other girls really gave me confidence and energy to keep playing, to know that like it's our sport and we can play. It's it's like been really good. And I know that it might be harder for other girls who don't have that opportunity. That is some solid advice. And as far as getting in touch with DC Girls Baseball, it's pretty easy. We figured it out. You can find them really clearly on Twitter, on Facebook. Your website is, is what is it actually? Do you know the? It's dcgirlsbaseball.com. Yeah, I, I remembered it was something really clear and easy like that. That would have been easy to find. That's excellent. Hey, you are a fabulous spokesperson for baseball. Um, I think you're fantastic. I wish you all the best luck. And I think we may just try to catch some of these local tournaments that you're talking about. We would love to meet you guys and see this in person because it sounds really pretty fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was really fun. And it's great to hear your enthusiasm. Thanks so much. Thank you. Once again, I'd just like to thank Shelva and her father for being with us today. And also to thank everybody from DC Girls Baseball who helped to make this conversation happen. We had a great time. We look forward to staying in touch and hearing about all the exciting things you're doing and help to grow the game. So, Patty, what's coming up this week? All right. So coming up this week, I cannot wait until Tuesday night. We have tickets for the Harper triumphant return to Nationals Park. Let me just say, if you haven't seen on online anywhere yet, the things that Nats fans have done to their Harper jerseys, 
look it up. It's kind of hilarious. People have like covered over the name Harper with things like he who shall not be named or soaker or sellout, or they've cut out the name Harper altogether. So I kind of think that's going to be in full force on Tuesday. And I'm just wondering if the booze or the or the cheers are going to drown out the other one. Your original prediction was that his first at bat, he would have a cheer and then after that be soundly booed. And I'm wondering if that's still going to hold. He might not last it through the first at bat. I don't think so. Based on the vitriol on people's backs <laughs> on opening day, I think it's going to be boo from day one. And boy, is it going to be fun. And we got to get there early because it's going to be not so crazy there at the ballpark. This week, I'm just counting down till the end of the week. When the Red Sox finally get back on the East Coast, I cannot watch West Coast games on a school night. So the the Red Sox are there through Thursday. Thursday, at least, is mercifully an afternoon game, but... Next week, I'll be back in my baseball rhythm. Hey, speaking of baseball rhythm, we have kicked off the Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League. We have eight teams. Do we have eight teams? I think so. eight, maybe You're nine. The commission. Maybe nine. All I know is our new guy is already number two. All the games aren't done today, but Deborah's back at number one. Go figure. You know what? We're going to invite Deborah on the show so she can share her secrets, I think, with us on I Fantasy Boyfriend. I want to boyfriend. know. I want right? to know. Right. And then new guy is number two already. So I, I don't think I'm happy about that. But hey, follow along. I hope you're playing fantasy baseball with your own friends. If you don't want to play with us, please tell your friends about the show and rate and review. Make sure you subscribe. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. 